0: Hello and welcome, Connie Reagan Green from Huge Profits HugeProfitsTinyList.com with another call in the podcast series. Today, we are going to be talking with Brian G. Johnson. And I'm going to read just a little bit before we jump right in. Brian says that for more than a decade, he's been making money online by leveraging a number of programs and systems that have allowed him to quit his day job as a professional chef. And the book that I love of his... Is Trust Funnel leverage today's online currency to grab attention, drive and convert traffic, and live a fabulous, wealthy life? Welcome, Brian.
1: Connie, it's so great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, excited to share.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, I believe, Brian, and I've never said this to anybody else, and I've done over a hundred of these podcast interviews, so if you want to listen to all of them, you can, you know, confirm that I've never said this to anyone else. I believe you and I are having more fun with our lifestyle businesses than any other people that I've come across. What do you think about that?
1: Well, that's that's quite a compliment. And I think you're right. And for me, one of the things to consider – is the motivation that so many of us have as we're thinking about what we want our lives to look like, what we want the internet to be able to provide for us. And it's really a lifestyle. I think it's, it's the money is really important, but more than that, it's that freedom, the ability to call the shots. And as I started having success, I really started seeing that, you know, money is really important and money is wonderful and it can buy things. But more than that, I value my freedom, the ability to um, choose who I work with, the things I do. Those kind of things to me are actually probably more important than the financial rewards that I get just because how you spend your time day to day will determine your success. And if you're not really in love with what you're doing,
0: who cares? (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I think many of us... And I don't know, I want you to tell us more about you being a chef, but I know with me, I was a classroom teacher for 20 years. And the first 10 years, I was so dedicated and devoted, and I worked you know, additional time without ever thinking about it or anything. But finally, the second 10 years, I started to realize that it wasn't my dream anymore. And the time I was spending, and with the other teachers, I had so little in common with them because I also had my real estate business and finally, it just wasn't a life that I wanted to live any longer, and I just longed to have that time freedom, the financial freedom, and to really, like what you're saying, just really call the shots.
1: Yeah, it it is so very true, and, and just like you said, as far as, like, as you started living that life as a teacher and, and spending the time day to day, those kind of things make themselves known to people. and. In the beginning, uh, I think people that don't have what we have, we have that freedom now. They're solely focused on the money and rightfully so because you can't get the freedom until you achieve a certain amount of financial freedom. And it's usually around like 100K seems to be kind of a magic number. Yes. And once you, you you hit that number, you can live a comfortable life and you can start really thinking about these deeper questions and and that's kind of what happened with me and and I do have a lot of fun and in fact I for a long time I've talked about like my kind of moral compass the things that move me are 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 threefold number 1 is to to really be able to help and provide insights for people so they can achieve their dreams and goals uh, number two is to have a ton of fun. Like that's one of my, like I talk about it all the time. Like it's really important. And then number three is to make enough money to be able to have that financial freedom. And, uh, and it's, it's worked out really well. And, And once I kind of figured that out, I think that fun factor became more and more important to me. And I talked about it more and I probably had more fun because I made a conscious decision moving forward. So
0: Yes, because I say if it isn't fun, I don't do it any longer. Because I used to do things that weren't fun because I had to, but but not any not any longer. Tell us about your years as a as a chef.
1: Well, I uh, I kind of just found out I I had a knack for for cooking and I found it really interesting and and the ability to come up with your own recipes and be creative and and who doesn't love tasty food and uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of got into that that industry i was in high school and i thought well kind of thought maybe i'll go to hotel restaurant management uh like i'll go to college and i'll study hotel restaurant management i should say and i did that and and i got into it and i was like i felt kind of like grade 13 and it was just (laughs) it was too too much the book still And so I dropped out and I went to French culinary school and that made sense to me. And I was in the kitchen and I was learning about these amazing recipes that have been around for hundreds of years. And, uh, it was not easy, but, uh, I did graduate and I enjoyed it. My class started 13 and five graduated. And then from there on, I just, you know, I I worked in different hotels. I worked in restaurants. I was, uh, I worked at country clubs for a number of years and, uh, Spent most of my chefing career as either a sous chef or or head chef. So probably spent about four or five years as a cook, and then I went to sous chef, and then probably the last four or five years I was a chef, and and then I quit. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, Cause they told yeah. me Because they told me I wouldn't. Oh, it'll never work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. They they dare us to do things. And I want people that are listening now, I want you to go over. I want you to pick up Ryan's book and really get to know him. Go to ConnieLoves.me forward slash trust. And that word trust, it's so powerful. It's so important. How did you come up with this whole idea of the trust funnel? And tell us a little bit more about it.
1: Well, I th- I think it was just kind of a reflection of where I had been for many years. I did quit my job as a chef in 2003, and I really didn't know a lot about any of this stuff, any of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I, I kind of was like the guy in the basement, and I was building these little rinky-dink websites, and I started having success as an affiliate marketer. I would I I kind of focused early on s e o so I did know about s e o and I did know about driving traffic, but really like sales and marketing and building trust and that came later and And what I learned is as I started to gain success and whatnot i I was making great money as an affiliate and after five years, I got bored with that. It was you know I got slapped around by Google, but I could always kind of figure it out I could rebound I had a lot of different sites, and I was making great money and I thought well. I need to do something with my life. This is like you're working four or five hours a day. You're playing video games the other half of the day, <laughs> and I think I'll teach people what I know. I'll start sharing what I what I know, and that's the that was kind of the jumping off point. And I really didn't have a ton of experience. I listened to other people and and some of their ideas, and I did watch some videos here or there, but I was very very green. And I simply just I took this little flip camcorder and started making videos and started talking about what I had learned with SEO and so many people told me and mentioned that you were so far removed from like the guru kind of person and I felt like you were the guy I could just like hang out with at a bar or at a baseball game or just talk shop a neighborly kind of thing and I just did these goofy things. And I remember one video, you know, a squirrel was in my water feature outside and I started giggling and laughing. And another video there was, i had run out of uh, tissue and I had a roll of toilet paper on my desk, which was visible. So people thought that was hilarious. And I was just (laughs) like, this is just real life. And this is really who I am. And people so very much gravitated towards that. And One of the things I learned after I did study a lot and read a lot and and really started to to appreciate sales and marketing is that if people can't really relate to you, they're not going to continue to follow because they're not going to believe in their mind that they can duplicate what you've done. So a lot of people with the, the Ferrari sales messages and the videos and the billions of dollars, and it's just not relatable for people and they don't pay attention or they kind of like have this huge disapproval with that. They don't want anything to do with that. And, and I think because I was so naive that I just kind of just took this little video camcorder and started making videos and just telling it how it was good, bad, and the ugly, I started to develop trust. And the longer I did it, the more I started to appreciate that that was one of the things that really made a big difference and allowed me to achieve the success I've had and, By the time it got time for me to write the book, I I just started thinking about, like, what do you want to share in this book, and, and what do you want to teach, and what would the hook be? And I ran across this quote from Zig Ziglar, and there's actually two quotes. One of them is, if people like you, they'll do business with you if they trust you it's something to that degree if they if people like you they'll listen if they trust you they'll do business with you and then there was another version that that is a little closer to my book and that is people listen to those they like and they buy from those they trust and I started to really think about that and I was like boy that is so on the money it's like if people like you they'll listen to you and when people start to pay you attention that's a big deal because it's such a noisy online world uh, and over time, you can parlay. You can take that trust, and you can turn it into uh, earnings and money and whatnot. And and that was the basis of my book. And it's really about how to establish a platform. That's the funnel. And just share who you are and what you stand for. And and along the way, you'll find your tribe. And and that's how the book came about.
0: I I <clears> love <throat> it, and it, I think it's so important. And you know, a moment doesn't go by where I ever take that trust for granted. So, you know, I, like you know, I do a lot of affiliate marketing, and, um, you know, when I recommend something, I'm really basing my entire reputation on something that I'm recommending. And that trust is really, it's so powerful, because it's not that everybody, you know, isn't trustworthy, it's that they're not perceived that way, and a lot of times you know in within an email, if somebody is only emailing, it's one dimensional it's very flat and if they're not able to get across you know that that trust factor, then a lot of times they're going to fail over and over again it, they're they're not learning that lesson. I think they have to flesh it out with like that's why I do the podcast, I have two podcast series that I do regularly. And I'm doing videos and I'm showing up at live events, so all the things that you're doing in a very similar way, it, it allows us to let people know who we are and what we stand for.
1: Boy, you are you are so on the money with that and it's kinda of sad or I don't I guess that's one of the words we could use, but so many people when they start out they want to be that anonymous person behind the computer. Yes. Or they're they're very fearful of putting themselves out there they don't feel like they have anything to contribute they don't feel like um anybody really cares and what's really tough about that is that that is the thing that is the catalyst for success because people have so many options today and you know people want to buy and spend money with people those people that they like and there there are so many options for people to spend their money, and if people are not leveraging their own personal brand um, or some type of a brand, like it, it, whether a company is a personal brand or like uh, what I'm thinking about right now is digital marketer, um, Ryan Dice and Perry yeah. Belcher. And, and and Ryan is the face of that. It's like, they came up with the name digital marketer it's kind of Ryan Dice i mean people buy into Ryan Dice and what he's about and the company that he's built and you know if you're if you're unwilling to to basically step into the spotlight and be brave um and stake your claim in order to do that then you're kind of putting a hurdle in front of yourself to be able to achieve the results that you want
0: Definitely. And, you know, Ryan Dice is, is a friend of mine, and I can remember I was in Austin for an e-commerce event. I'll just be a little vague about the whole thing. And um, I saw him, and you know he waved at me, and I went over and talked to him, and he said, I didn't do as well with this program as I have with everything else. He said, "Any any ideas on that? Any thoughts? And I said, oh, yes, I'd love to share, because I am really an observer of marketing behavior and human behavior. And I said... I watched everything you did the last couple of months with this. I said, and you didn't put your heart into it. We didn't feel like we were going to learn from you, that it was specific to you. It seemed like just another business project, and that wasn't enough for us. We wanted to know that you cared about it, and we wanted to hear your experiences. And he said, okay, thank you. And over the next Hmm. year, he changed some of the things he did. I don't know if he remembered our conversation that much or not, But he started doing it, because I call it marketing with heart. It's where you say, you know, this is what I've done. This part of it worked. This part of it didn't work. And this is what I'm doing now differently to do it. So marketing with heart. Boy, that's awesome, Connie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's such an amazing guy and so, so smart with everything. And just the fact that, you know, he was vulnerable on that day and was there just kind of shaking his head that, you know what what happened with all this? I had something yeah. different in mind as as the outcome, you know, and was willing to ask me what I thought because very few people, even the people that are in my high level programs, very few of them ask me what I think on a regular basis, so it's interesting
1: well i it's really interesting that you said that because I think what you're talking about is the catalyst for success. And I kind of talked about, like, establishing trust and being brave enough to to get out in front of, like, the camera or the microphone for a podcast, but really just to put yourself out there in whatever capacity you want to. And it doesn't really matter the format. Video is great. I think we should all do video to some degree. But really, it's just a matter of deciding the path you want to take and being brave enough to put yourself out there and the real juice this is what i've seen and i just want to agree with you so hopefully you know the listeners can gain something here is that when you're so convicted or is that the right word no no convicted is something else uh <laughs> when you are when you're so passionate though when you're so when you're so in belief about what you're doing And when you also have the results to back it up, and when you stand out on that soapbox and you're just beating your chest, and you're like, this is amazing, and I'm so excited about this. And then you say, like, and here's why, this result, this result, this result. And then you say, and this is how I made it happen. I did A, B, and C. And then you say, holy smokes, and then you get excited in the moment. When people see that, they want to be a part of that. And it sounds to me like that's kind of what you're talking about. And it, for for whatever particular reason, you know, that wasn't there. That that emotional connection wasn't there for for Ryan, and it it didn't it didn't work out like he'd hoped.
0: Yes, yes. So what's coming up for you? Do you have another book in the works? Do you have programs? Because I'm at your site. I'm at Marketing Easy Street. And yeah, it, more actually what's coming up.
1: Well, thanks for asking. Um, I'm I'm actually, and now I'm going to talk about how I'm really excited because I really (laughs) am. (laughs) I've actually been working on a new website for about a year now. It's taken a long time. And like, I think, you know, people that are starting out would hear that and think, oh my gosh, I just like to build a website and it's taken a year and it's not launched. (laughs) And the reason why is because I'm, like There's no rush. I've got a website. It does a good job. I don't think it's quite right, and that's why I'm doing another one. It's TV and it's really my brand, my personal beliefs and whatnot, and, uh, and it, it, I've really done the, the whole thing with the professional photos, and I've worked on my value proposition and brand messaging and just sharing a lot of ideas that I've been working on over the years, so I'm, I'm really excited to get that out. That's probably coming in the next few weeks and that'll be really neat to share because like i said it's been it's been like step by step making progress and you know working with a photographer and that takes a few months because you set the date and then you take the pictures and then you wait to get the pictures and then you hire a <laughs> a graphics designer and so many people are like branding is like you know i want a blue logo and that's <laughs> has, like, the colors are important, but it's not about choosing a pretty color. It's about creating a logo and a value proposition that really represents what you're all about and distilling that down to, like, a value proposition, a few words, or a logo that encompasses what you're about. That takes time, and then you hire the guy, and then he's got to think about it, and he's, you know, so...
0: Eleven yeah, months I, I, later,
1: we're 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 on the cusp of launching that site, so that should be fun, and that,
0: and I'm crazy. getting yeah, ready to you roll out. I love you taking this step by step for us because that's important for newer people, especially to, to hear.
1: Well, and you know, one of the things that I've been thinking, and this will probably be a blog post on the new site, is that I think doing things in phases is really powerful, and in phase one is like getting up and running fairly quickly and doing your best to get to maybe 80% of what you envision and 80% of what you want your thing to be In understanding that if you're brand new, things are going to change and your values are going to change and your ideas are going to change and the way you really get to being the best you possible is you start to share as quickly as you can. And then over time, you'll start to really figure out what you're about. And then you can go to phase two, and then maybe you spend the time to do a new program or a new website or a new YouTube channel. So I'm kind of rolling out my phase two. And uh actually, I did start to write a new book, so that's fun. It's called Tube Ritual, and I've been writing that uh since November. And I'm kind of taking a break because now I'm – getting the website ready to go, and I launched a new YouTube channel, which is it's kind of a case study. The book is about like the new channel, and case studies, and ideas about video, and so a bunch of projects in the works, and uh, very blessed to be able to do what I do, and call the shots, and come up with these ideas, so a lot of fun.
0: I love it. I love it. It remind when you were saying doing things in phases, and I had to learn to do that, because I wanted to do everything in one day, and you know, even though that's possible, it isn't a great idea, you know, ninety nine percent of the time. But when you're saying, you know, phase one, it made me think of a Beatles song. It's called The Two of Us. In yeah. the very beginning. It's phase one in which Doris gets her oats. I don't know if you remember that.
1: I don't know. I'll have to listen to that to one look,
0: for sure. Yeah, the two, the two of us. It's it's such a great great song. But yeah, I think you know, it's so valuable for all of us to hear someone like you you've done such great things you're so successful and yet you're having so much fun and like i said i think you and i are having the most fun i see you uh are you in fort collins colorado
1: uh that's a little bit north i'm colorado Springs, colorado Springs.
0: Mm-hmm. okay all right because i spent a summer in, i spent quite a bit of time in colorado i love i love colorado but i spent a summer in Laramie, Wyoming long ago where there was really no shopping and I was a shopper at that point and I used to drive about 80 miles south to Fort Collins to be able to go shopping.
1: That's my memory
0: (laughs) of doing that. But, you know, so I see everything that you're doing and you have your dogs and, you know, I have dogs and I'm doing things at the beach in Santa Barbara and you're playing in the snow in, in Colorado and I think it's important for people to see that, you know, we can have these huge businesses and still have most of our time to do things with the people we love and the creatures we love and be in the place that we love. And all of this is possible.
1: Pretty neat to be able to do that and just kind of carve out uh, a life that you want, whether it's, you know, sometimes for me it is working a lot, and sometimes it's, uh, I think I'm going to take a break for a month. And... And I do that now and then. It's like, okay, I've really been pushing for a while, and I need to take a break. And I think I'm going to go on an extended vacation starting now. And, and we can do that, you know. It's like yes. Yes. maybe a few arranged, uh, uh, make a few changes to the calendar, and it's just that easy. So pretty neat. And 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 I love it that I I basically work from <laughs> about eight o'clock until like one or two, and and most days like that's enough. And then I go on with my day and. Go out for a walk with the dogs or, who knows, read a book, relax, watch a movie. It's, it's pretty neat that we can we can call the shots like that. And it's that freedom for me that I really wanted back in the day, and I feel so blessed that I have that today.
0: Yes, me too, and that's the, the perfect word for it. it, it this, this business, I really consider it a gift from God to be able to do this and, and live in this way. And, you know, we want people... Listening to know that this is possible for any of us. You know, I, I don't think any of us had any special skills or or anything when we decided to to come online and to be able to to have this life is is just amazing. And also helping so many other people in the process.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really neat. And and you're right. Anybody can do it. But the thing that I found, and I'd love to get your feedback on this, Connie, is that you have to really decide that it's really going to work. And unfortunately, I see so many people that they're unsure and they want a guarantee or they're not sure which way is the best way. Um, And they're looking for that success outside of themselves. They're looking for the perfect opportunity or the perfect software or the perfect coach. And it's important to like find a good coach. It's important to really think through like the best opportunity. But when you get there and you do make a decision, you have to really like decide it's going to be like, I'm not giving in until I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it would have worked out by now or not. And and that's usually like a period of months of really, you know, getting in there and, and just m- making it happen, you know, getting on the bull and, and giving it a go. And, I think when people start living in that manner, amazing things start to happen because it's almost like they will it so. And and again, I think you start putting out a vibe to the world that says, "Hey, like I'm putting you all on notice. Um <laughs> my name is Brian G. Johnson and I'm going to get what I want. I'm not going away until it happens." And I think when you live in that manner, that's when the magic kind of starts.
0: I yeah, I believe that as well and You know, I have people that write to me fairly regularly and they'll say, you know, I I have to make money right away. What what program do you have? What course can I take that you can guarantee that I'll make X number of dollars in the next 30 days or something? And I write back and I say, oh, oh, you know, I'm so happy to hear from you, but I want to tell you that what I can guarantee is that you won't make that much money in the next 30 days. What I can guarantee, though, is that if you get on this path and if you find what is going to be the best way for you to serve other people, you'll be able to do things in a way that you never even imagined. Because the quote that I like to use, it's an anonymous quote, do for a year what others won't, live the rest of your life the way others can't.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's just it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's the idea. You know, with me, I had been a classroom teacher for 20 years, and I was so used to that—that that the system that I was in, and it honestly took time for me to unwind from that. And we used to have recess from 10 to 10.20 every day. And I always brought a banana because it was just the easiest thing because I was always going to have to walk around during the 20 minutes and do a variety of things before I got back into the class until <clears> one <throat> And when I got online, it honestly took at least an hour or, sorry, a year for me to not salivate at 10 o'clock for my banana. And, you know, in the beginning it was funny And then I thought, in a way, it's like I've been an institutional person, like I've been in a prison or a mental hospital or something where my routine was so strict that I was expecting something. It was Pavlov's dog where I was, you know, looking for that, that banana. And I think it took time for me to unwind from that life and to be able to open up my mind to what was possible in the new life. And I think that's what people need to do, allow themselves that time To change their thinking and get on board with the idea that anything's possible with this kind of business.
1: Yeah, boy, that's that's for sure. And I I absolutely love that quote because that's what it is. It's like deciding, like, hey, I'm going to really hustle. I'm going to apply myself, and and you know, no matter what, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to gain some results somehow, some way, and and then it starts. And then it's like when you start living in that manner. And what's, the other thing that's so ironic to me is like so many people are in that, in that state. And for whatever happens, something happens and they need that, they need that extra money to, to kick in in like 21 days or else I'm in big trouble. And the problem is, is like if you let, let that dictate your life, you make decisions based on irrational ideas. And you start believing sales pages that are clearly written in a way that would try to pull someone in in that kind of a state and when you you want to believe it because it's a dire situation but what you do when you do however it's like you start moving forward and the cycle never ends because you start believing in in ideas that are borderline crazy or just you know such a slim chance of actually working that that it just, it's just such a waste of time and, and you, you spend time and you spend a month or two on a crazy idea that you kind of clearly know is crazy when you can sit down and be rational about it. But you're not in a rational position. So you make an irrational decision and then what happens is a few months later you're in the same position because you're still not making any money and you've spent time and, time and money and energy and you do it again, because it's like,
0: oh, and that was my dog, yeah, yawning. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dog yawning, how interesting. <laughs> that was Otis, they make noises. Because yeah, I have a little dog, so my, my dogs oh. make different sounds, more yappy sounds. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the Otis, he's crazy. But, but, but anyway, it's just it so sad them, to see talking. that,
1: and it's like no. people, you know, they go from one crazy idea that's totally irrational to the next, and it's like the story never ends, I need to make money at now, and it's like... You've been living in that way for six months, a year, two years now. It's like too bad you didn't get smart with your decisions six months ago because today would be a totally different situation. Anyway, yes. what can you do? Build assets.
0: <laughs> Build assets. That's true because everything that we have, we're, we're building assets, and that's so important. Well, Brian, it's been a true joy and pleasure to get you on this uh this podcast i've been wanting to do so for for quite a while and finally our our schedules meshed as they say yes it was excellent
1: thank you connie for having me it was a pleasure and i hope to see you again at an event soon and we have to spend a little time and it's always hard at those events there's so many people and
0: that's right but it would be great to grab a
1: cup of coffee or do lunch or something
0: Yes, because I remember also about about two years ago, I was in Colorado, and I pulled together a small mastermind, but you were you were otherwise engaged that, that weekend as well. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Oh, I, I totally do. It was in uh, Golden, and I thought Golden, about yeah. it. It was just yeah. uh, like from here, from where I'm at to Golden, eh, it's probably close to an hour and a half, and the drive, and...
0: Just yeah, and it was December also, so the weather
1: commitments and all could have been who knows, I might have been going somewhere for my birthday or holidays. Yeah. But yeah. definitely summer. we'll uh I I look forward to seeing you next time and, and we will we'll make something happen.
0: Yes, for sure. All right, this is Connie Reagan Green from Huge Profits Tiny with another call in the podcast series. I've been speaking with Brian G. Johnson and I want you to pick up his book immediately, if not sooner. Go to connylovesme forward slash trust. Thanks again, Brian.
1: Connie, thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day.
0: You too.